The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome to George's Box. I'm JJ, she's Karen, and it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. Normally I start this with a rant, and there are a lot of curses, and there's so much to be angry about, but I feel bad cursing, even though I eventually will, because I am recording this episode in a mega church. Karen, thank you for having me to your mega church. It's weird when you call it a mega church. It's weird when you build auditoriums and all these extra rooms and then have, like, <laughs> Pastor – we're in Pastor Tim's office right now. We are, actually. Like, yeah. cool guy Pastor Tim. Cool guy Pastor Tim. I grew up Roman Catholic where it's, like, Father McConaughey, where yeah, it's just, like, no. they're maybe going to hit you, maybe get you a little drunk off the blood of Christ. Oh, you never know. <laughs> no, that's not how it works here. So you work – you work for a church. If I you don't do. want me to call it a mega church. Yeah, but. I do work for a church. There's, there's the secret. I mean, it's it was it's a little it a weird, right? I mean, a little. I mean, <laughs> there's not because a hard Yankee fan on Twitter secretly. There's a lot of like Jesus lover. Right? There's a lot of like nuns who are like, I love the Yankees too, because all <laughs> yeah. nuns are like a thousand sure. years old, right? Um, so I am not a thousand years old. Just you are not put that out there. You are not. Yeah, but like you're a grown ass woman. I am a grown ass woman. Mother of two. Mother of two. Church lady, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I do. I work for a church. Yes. So how do you end up working for a church? How do I end up working for a church? Well, um, it's not really, you know, what I grew up thinking. You know, I grew up Catholic just like you, but as I got older, my parents got, you know, itchy to, like, grow their faith and felt like they didn't want to be part of the Catholic church anymore. So we did a little church hopping. Okay. When I was in middle school. You entered the transfer portal. Yeah, the transfer portal, yeah. And, um, you know, we started attending a church that obviously ended up helping grow my faith, but I really didn't give a crap about it until probably I was in college. In college you got into, like, into church? Yeah, probably about uh, between my junior and senior year of Most college. people get into cocaine in college. I know. 
<laughs> no, listen, I had my fun in college. It wasn't until I was about actually like 21 where I was kind of like, all right. Oh, I could do this legally? Nope. Nope. Give me the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so you've gave me a tour of this place. It's crazy because like there's. Be honest. It's cool, right? It's not, it's not, it's not it what looks you expected. Like, so like the office space, it's every tech company I've ever worked at. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Like we're in a side room, you know, where you could tell like this is like the CEO's like meeting room. <laughs> sure. Um, and yeah, there are like rooms to take phone calls and all this stuff. And then I saw, I've been watching on YouTube a lot of NFL videos on like how they, how like the teams travel and everything that goes into that. And mm-hmm. that's because you guys have multiple churches. It's not just like one right campus. You call yes, it. we call them campuses. Yeah, okay. we're a non-denominational church. Uh, we have seven different locations in New Jersey. Okay. And so a lot of them are portable. Like we call this a permanent campus. Okay. A lot of them are portable either like in a school auditorium or a hotel, auto- you know. So like the modern thing of like, you know, what you see in, um, oh, what, like uh, True Detective when it's like a guy with a snake like under a tent in a field. <laughs> like it's the, mo- you know, he could pop up anywhere and do it. Well, it's all but so you guys he, are at the high. He preaches live here, and then it's all video feed at the other campus. Oh, so there's not other guys. So there's just there's one a dude. campus pastor okay. that like cares for the people there at that location. But our teaching pastor Tim preaches live here on Sundays, and then it's on video screens at the other places. Did he just start this himself? He used to be an English teacher, high school English teacher years ago, and yeah, he and his wife started this church in a basement. At a bar, I think, actually, and about 12 people, and now we have maybe... I got to meet this guy. Six, 7,000 people. We have a church online that has thousands of people that watch. I'm a reverend for a church online. Yeah, uh, sure. Universal Life Church. Sure. Doing my first wedding in June. <laughs> yeah, pretty, that's the same thing. Pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... This is, this is weird for New Jersey. People don't get it, but... Our church model is very popular in, like, the Midwest and the, the South. In the Midwest. So yeah. I played baseball for a Team USA team in high school mm-hmm. that was sponsored – that was part of, like, Christian Sports International. Okay. And I – so we'd stay with, like, host families when we traveled. Yeah. So I'd be, like, outside Pittsburgh and, like, go to, like, a church, like, what it looked like downstairs. You have, like, a well-lit auditorium like it can be well lit right now they were doing something dark arts or something in their presentation (laughs) i'm used to the roman catholic the only light you get is like through stained glass windows and it's like the blood of christ like it's just that red tint christ is risen get it will come do you guys like do you guys our father and hail mary or are those out those two old school i mean our father we yeah no we don't do uh hail mary Okay. Yeah, we don't do that. You don't do that. Okay. We don't pray to Mary, no. I'll weave more church stuff in, but this yeah, is a Yankees is, podcast. Sure. But like, we're in a church. We're in a church. And right if the now. Yankees don't win the World Series after <laughs> I came to a church to do a podcast, I'm gonna kill myself. Well, they might burn actually now after you entering the church. Why? Right? I'm a man <laughs> of God. Kidding. I'm a man of God because I brought you a gift. Yes. Oh yeah. I brought okay. you a gift. If it's not Susie, I don't want it. Oh, what is this? What is that, that is a pin of my favorite pope. Wow. JP the Deuce, John I Paul even II. Tell you who this is. That's John Paul II. I went to see him in Central Park in like 1992 or 1993. Did you kiss his hand? No, there was like a billion people. I was so far away. <laughs> I think my dad just brought us there so that he could hold up uh, lotto tickets and hope he wins. This looks so old. It's from like 1992 or whatever. Okay. I only have two of them and I gave you one of them. 
I will probably give this back to you. I'm just kidding. I'll keep That's it. That's fine. <laughs> Do you guys, you guys don't uh, route up to the Pope. You guys are a separate. Non-denominational means, yeah, you don't really like, you're not adhered okay. to. Out of respect, in. I didn't wear that walking in, and I waited until we were separate. I don't think people would care. <laughs> I know people would be like, what is this psycho Everyone thing? who works here have all come from different backgrounds. I mean, different church backgrounds. But like psycho? No. Like no. Uh, walking in with a pin? No. Hopefully they didn't come from the psycho background that I did. Huh. So aside so, from the church, you're yeah, a Yankee fan. I am. You write for Bronx Pinstripes. I do. Sometimes. Sometimes. I Listen, I was really gung-ho every week for a while, but, you know, it's I am a mom of two. And yeah. One of them's only 11 months old. The other one's four, and it's, you know, it gets crazy sometimes. I think home. you should write more because I think you're a good writer and you write funny stuff. Thank you. I did. I didn't go to school for church. I did go to school for journalism, so I do have and it in And church my... just found you at school. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so... Where are you from? How do you end up being a Yankee fan? I am from North Jersey. I am from a little town called Florham Park, which if you are a Jets fan, yeah, you that's know where, of because yeah. that's where their um, facility is now. Um, but I was there first. Okay. <laughs> um, with the Lord because the Lord's with the everywhere. Lord. <laughs> I grew up literally across the street from the Catholic church we went to. Okay. Like just walked on over to church every Sunday. That sucks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> my parents are still there. Um, yeah, no, I, I was born into it. My dad is a big Yankees fan. He was also a big Jets fan, so unfortunately I got that side of it. But um, my parents are both big Yankee fans. They used to like, you know, they've been together since they were 16, and they would, early marriage, they would, like, come home from work. You know how easy it was back in the day to go to Yankee games? They'd be like, let's just go to a game. And they'd drive up to the Bronx 5 o'clock at night, pay at the door, go in, and just sit wherever they wanted. They loved those years. And so – we just we were a very sporty family. My sister and I. Big How old are you? <laughs> You're not supposed to ask a woman. Yeah, but like I'm married and I'm not trying to get with you because we're in a <laughs> church, so I can ask whatever I want. I am 31. Okay, uh, and that's just for like from uh, so you were like nine when the Yankees won in '96. Yeah, so, so I'd yeah. say I got very lucky when I really started to like understand and love the game of baseball. Because that's about the time was. 95 yeah. was that whole run with Don Mattingly and Like, stuff. for me, it was, like, 93, so then I got hit with 94 right away because I'll be 35 next month. Yeah. So it was like, wait, I love this thing. I, I know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, so my husband my husband is 36, and we just okay. missed that. Like, he's still loves He's got a good like, head of hair for 36. He does, hasn't he? I've yeah. noticed that in pictures. <laughs> it's a thing you notice when, as a man, you get, you're like, oh, hey, good for him. He's yeah, up he's, there, he's you know, like I'm hair. very gray, but I've got thick hair. He's got a lot of gray coming in, but I yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the saltiness. That's the thing that, that you learn, too. Women like that as yeah, it gets yeah, older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, like, we're different in that generation, just that five-year gap, like Don, Donnie baseball for him, where I was, you know, obviously I don't give Derek a shit Jeter. about Don Mattingly. Really? I don't care at all. The guy didn't win. I don't care. <laughs> I've met him. I don't care. So all you care about is if they won. All I care about is winning. Okay. Like that's I mean, what I understand it. Yeah. For sure. And I think part of it is I could see if you were, I don't know, like maybe if you're like 45 now because it was like you saw him become an MVP. You saw for so long without winning and like you were kind yeah. of an adult by the time the winning happened. But I had Don Mattingly is supposed to be the best. When I go to a game, they're giving me Danny Tartable Pogs. I have seven Mel Hall rookie cards. <laughs> but then there's Derek Jeter. Yeah. So 
the ultimate winner. Yeah. Yeah. And I know some of the older audience will be like, But is that Donnie fair Baseball. to Don? Because, like, I feel like he just, he didn't really have the best teams around him. I'll just be a better leader. Jeter did. Inspire people the way <laughs> Derek Jeter did. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, like, ah, tough to be him. But, you know, I just, I have a hard time caring. Now, if he came back at some point and, like, had become the manager and then right. won, then, you know, revisionist history. Like, love, you know, love. Donnie baseball, but I probably would never love him as a player. Like I hardly remember him as a player. Right. Yeah, I don't remember him that much as a player either. Yeah, I remember like really like '95. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't remember as a kid because I saw I went to opening day the year I was born. So obviously I don't remember that. But like as a kid, no. I remember he was just like the guy. Yeah. But like he was the guy on like a terrible team. Right. You know, I remember like we'd go to games, they'd lose, and like. Just people would be MFing him. Look at me. I didn't curse. MFing him, you know, okay. and the whole it's team. Okay. It's going to oh, be fuck, okay. Fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck. Um, Scott's going to hate that. <laughs> so, so you just grew up loving the Yankees. I grew up loving the Yankees. And I grew up a big tomboy, so I was never really into – I was always into sports. I played baseball up until I was in, like, fifth grade because our okay. t- town didn't have a softball league. That's so, my town, too. Yeah, so – We had I, Roseanne Bunyan played. <laughs> <laughs> that was her name, Roseanne Bunyan. I was that girl in yeah. my town. I played, and when we did start softball, I was like pissed to move because all the girls sucked. Were you good? No played. I was really good. The girls stunk where I played. They yeah, were just the girls like, were terrible because most of yeah. them didn't play anything. I there was maybe one of I was one of three girls in the baseball league. Yeah, but I was legit with the boys. I was playing like shortstop on the boy teams. <laughs> wow, some <laughs> I of those, loved it. Some, oh, some of those guys out yeah, there need to well, reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, so based on age, like you were in college in 2009. Yes. That's sick. I never got. I, it was one of my favorite ones just because obviously it was when I was at my oldest for all of them. And it's just, yeah, it was it was so fun. Yeah. I missed, there were no World Series while I was in college. I got to Drexel. So I went to a community college my freshman year in mm-hmm. Florida, 2003. So that stinks. We lose the World Series. <laughs> and it doesn't matter because I'm in a community college in Florida. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I go to Drexel, and it's 2004. And I never oh, met a Red Sox fan in my life. And now I got two living next door to me in the dorm. Mm-hmm. And I talked so much shit. It was <sighs> bad. Big mistake. It was rough. So it was, I, I was in high school when that happened, and I literally just did not want to go to school the next day. But at least you weren't surrounded by like, no, these No, but animals. it was just... I was so depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like literally depressed. <laughs> it's so bad. Losing is the worst. And I think that's a thing. Um, like it, it's me as a person. I hate losing more than I enjoy winning. Same. So like when we won the World Series in 2009, I was living in Philly. And my buddy who's from Manalapan, so like he's a Yankee fan but doesn't really no, care that much about Yankee. No, that's got to be more Yankee. fun though than being in college. Being in Philly when you win the World Series in 09. We won on like Philly? a Tuesday night. Still. So I'm an adult. I have a job. <laughs> like I have to go to work the next day. No. So I literally like just shook his hand and was like, all right, there we go. We've got it. Like there was no huge celebration. Mm. Um, Did you go to the parade? No. No. No, because I'd work. It was like I was just out of college. So I graduated college in 2008. There are zero jobs. Right. It's 2009. Like, I finally have a job. Do everything you can to hold on to that job. <laughs> okay. You know, like. Not be caught on camera, like. It, yeah. Bombing beers. Yeah. At the parade. Essentially. Yeah, I because I, I, I was already 
a degenerate like on the weekends. Like, I come in on Monday and they're just like, oh, so Jack's clearly not functional till like midday Tuesday <laughs> based on whatever he did this weekend. Right. Um, why do you write for Bronx Pinstripes? Like how did that come together? Because like it's a weird – for all of us. Like I have a career. Right. I have uh, a wife. I have a kid now. I have two dogs. I got to run their Instagram accounts. Like, it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> Um, but for like for me personally, uh, I just love entertaining. Like right. for me, you know, it's not about like I write articles, but I'm really like doing. I like entertaining. I like doing this. Like, what pulls you in as like an adult with their life together <laughs> to be talking to all the weirdos that we have? I hope I in have this my chat. life together. Think, you live you by know, a lake. I do. If That's you, like a, a, as Jersey amazing. as it gets. No, me. I would say living by the shore is as Jersey as it gets. No, no, because that's all like tourists. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I love where I live. It's the best. It looks nice. It's so nice. I so thought like nice. maybe you came from like some mafia money. No. <laughs> Why? Because of my maiden name? <laughs> yeah. And just general like the look of your face and hair. And it was like, yeah, she's definitely Italian. Mm, like, definitely Italian. Yeah. What's funny is my father, I told you what he does, but before that, most of my life he had his own business. <laughs> <laughs> like a bus company and painting and wallpapering and oh okay that's what did you see the irishman i have not watched it my they husband call it just over the weekend said let's watch and i said it's three freaking hours i they, can't do that right they now. call it painting houses because when you shoot someone in the head their blood goes all over the wall so so that's what your dad did that's I sweet you, that's i assure sweet. you my dad is the sweetest man on the face of the earth that's killed a bunch of people <laughs> he kind of looks like robert de niro though okay kind of hot no. Hot old man. No. I, Maybe not I to you. He could be a hot old man. I mean, well, you can be gay in this church, right? <laughs> no one's, No alarms went off when I'm... We do have people that attend here and volunteer here who are of the LGBT community, yes. They train you to say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> we could have just had a yes. That's so why do you write for Bronx Pinterest? What I brings write? you into that? Uh, one, I love the Yankees. Two, I love writing. As you know, I studied journalism. Were you just writing articles in your head like a psychopath <laughs> beforehand? Like, I think I like, we all kind of like were. You, like, rants, right? Yeah. It's like, I need someone to rant to. I need an audience. Because my husband, every once in a while, is like, all right, like, relax. Like, you're a grown person. Like, you don't need to be <laughs> throwing tantrums after the Yankees lose. Um, he's got a much level-headed, more level-headed than I am. Um, yeah, I got started weird. It's funny, because Scott and I connected, like, three years ago or maybe two years ago scott Tinder. might remember <laughs> you're both happily married we are both happily married um very randomly just i think he uh just i think just through yankee twitter i mean just tweeting away and stuff i have like all of all you know three of my followers right so what's your um, twitter handle it's Karen underscore Veenstra. Unfortunately, it's an underscore. Okay. Because apparently there's another Karen Veenstra out there. Follow Karen. <laughs> Um, yeah, I forget how Scott and I actually connected, um, but we just ended up uh, messaging each other, um, and I said, you know, I'd love to to write for you. It was before BP was, like, really blown up, too, and we just... We're just getting started. We were just, yeah, you, yeah, just getting started, <laughs> and I was like, I'd love to write for you guys, and then um, we connected via phone, but then a lot of stuff happened, like, a lot of personal stuff. I had a few deaths in my family, and, like, we just disconnected for a while, and then, like, we literally went back and forth, like, for two years straight, like, once a year. And Scott and I would connect, like, hey, how about now? And I'm like, yeah. And then something else would happen. Um, and then finally, Scott reached out to me last um, January, about a year ago. 
and said, all right, now, like, let's do it. Let's have you join. He's like, I've read your, he read my blog, which is actually more about like faith and family and motherhood. But he was like, I love your writing. I want you to join. And he was like, all right, let's start now, which I just started laughing because I was like, dude, like now is when you want me. I'm about to have my second child. <laughs> I was like, my life's going to get so busy. But I didn't want to say no because I feel like we kept missing each other. So, so this was your first year too. Yeah. So this was my first year. Oh, we're year. both new. So I said, you know, I'll do it. I was like, I'm about to be on maternity. So I guess why not? Um, so, yeah, I started literally the same time I pushed out my second babe. So blog idea. Blog idea. Yankees players as apostles. <laughs> that always works. Like Yankees as a part of a taco. Like that place, that place to two markets. And you know them better than anyone. Sure, sure, yeah. We all only know, like, what, Judas, right? Yeah. He was well, an you apostle. you know Judas, right? I know of him, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I went through the whole thing. <laughs> no, I know. I'm baptized, communion, yeah. confirmation. I was an altar boy. Yeah, I actually have never been confirmed. Really? I was not. We left the Catholic Church before that happened. Oh, well, I went to CCD growing up. Did you do CCD? Yeah. that's yeah. how You have to do that to get that. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. The CCD teachers, so I didn't go to CCD every year. Mm-hmm. I went like second grade, got my communion. Do you think everyone here knows what CCD means on this podcast? I think so. I mean, <laughs> yeah, CCD is like when you go to a public school, you go here for religion. It's just like yeah, an extra it was class. almost like a Sunday school for yeah Catholic. Kids, mine was on Wednesdays. Mine was when I was young, Tuesday afternoons. Yeah, a little bit older, Monday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, you get uh, till sixth grade. It was during the day. You basically got a half day on like Wednesdays to go to that. And then on um, – so I went in second grade, and I was like, wait, why am I going to this? I could be back at school where nothing's happening because everyone's here. I grew up in, like, an Irish-Italian neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone was going. So I was right. like, great. I'm just hanging out with, like, the three black kids that are Jehovah's Witnesses because <laughs> that's what the neighborhood was. Like, I'm not – that's not a joke. This is true. And then I was like, all right, well, I got to do the confirmation thing. So then it was sixth and seventh grade at night. And we had Mrs. Dennehy and a Mr. Dennehy for sixth grade and seventh grade. Here's the problem. My dad uh, is like a biker. Okay. Like he looks like Hagrid from Harry Potter. Okay. <laughs> I grew up hanging out around the Hells Angels. My dad oh. used to be a big drug dealer in the Bronx. Well. Before I was around. Interesting. My dad dated Mrs. Dennehy. Oh, my. And for some reason, that idiot told me that. So now I'm doing whatever I want. And then I get Mr. Dennehy. And I brought in a picture of him smoking a joint in the Hamptons from, like, the 70s one time. I almost didn't get confirmed because I was like, hey, here's you smoking some weed. Like, I had it in my backpack for weeks I'm, in case he, like, yelled at me at one point. I was like, yeah, but you're smoking weed here, man. I'm sure he loved you. Yeah, yeah. Not a huge fan. But confirmation name, Thomas. Got it. Got it. Yeah, no, I'm not confirmed. So I guess you're more religious than I am. And I'm a reverend. Yeah, yes, so that's you right. forget yeah. that, and I yeah. carry pope pins around. <laughs> and I was just in Rome a couple years ago. Like I've done the Vatican, I've done it all. Um, I'm the most religious atheist there is. <laughs> so, all right. So you're on board, Bronx Pinstripes. Yep. We're a very weird group of people. Mm-hmm. Very diverse. Oh my goodness. Um. So. What would you say, like, your sweet spot is in terms of, like, your writing? Like, because we have some people who are just nerds who are like, here's our launch angle and, and velocity. And it's like, oh, really? If he hits the ball higher and further, it's more <laughs> home runs? What are the odds there, dummy? 
And then there's people like me who are just like, you know, I can talk the game of baseball, right. but Tim Kirchin does a better job than me. So I try not to rely on that, more like the lighter side of things. Sure. Where do you think you fall? fall uh, I probably fall more towards that. Um, I like analytics. I like the idea of it. I think it's helpful. I don't like just like living and breathing by analytics. For being a 31-year-old, I'm very old school when it comes to baseball. Like I love uh, the eye test. Scott always talks yeah. about the eye test. I'm like, no. George's that Box guy, is an eye test yes. podcast. I'm like, I, no, I just don't like, I know, you know, his all his analytic numbers say he's going to be really good, at, but I just don't see it. I don't see it. Ugly girlfriend, no confidence. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, That's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and I, I'm more of a, I think I would say probably like a storyteller okay. in my blogs. Um, there's not, Anything you read of mine won't won't be a lot of um, stats driven. Okay, it'll be more more blogging. Let's have some fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're not trying to get a job at ESPN. Correct. Um, I can do it if I had to, but yeah, back me in the corner, I'll do it. But I really yeah. I prefer not to. That's right. not why you know we're doing this for fun. So all the writers at Bronx Pinstripes get to come to our events for free, right? And you have not. <laughs> Do you think you're better than everyone? <laughs> What's the deal? How do we get you out to an event? Dude, this past year was my first year, and it was also the first year of my second born child. So, it, you know, it was a lot of... You say it like a religious person. My second born my child. My second born <laughs> yeah. child. I have two kids at home, one of which has yet to even turn one. So over the summer, he was little, man. It's hard to get out of the house. Okay. so <laughs> Especially to go to a Yankee game all day long. All right. So you'll come May 9th. You I'd get a babysitter. Really... Bring your husband. 4 o'clock Saturday Red Sox game. I think this will be good for you and for the people. May 9th, huh? May 9th. It's a 4 o'clock game. Red Sox right. from Boston. The racists. <laughs> they are Bring your husband and his head of hair. He's had a hair. He's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy. He is. Yeah. He's a, he's a sexy man to me. All right. I didn't know you could talk like that. Getting spicy. Woo! Church lady. Love you, babe. Is he going to listen to this? I hope so. Probably not. My wife listens to everything I do. Oh, yeah? So she'll give me, like, notes tomorrow oh, on good. if you're good or not. Oh. No, she'll probably love you. She'll tell me. Emily, I hope you like me. I, I love friends. Yeah. She'll just tell me, like, and she means the show, not like she's not trying to be your friend. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, she'll be like, you did too much church stuff. Like, lay off her. Okay, so the offseason is kind of over. So I try to baseline sure. all it's of this. It's only just begun, though. What do you think of, what do you think of the offseason? You happy with Cole? You happy with who we let go? How do Listen, you feel about it? After what has transpired in these last 24 hours from when we're recording this. I feel like if there was a World Series to be won in the offseason, the Yankees have won the World Series of the offseason. No? Especially yeah. with what could go down with the Red Sox. I mean, we're back-to-back-to-back to back to back like season champions of the world. Yes. On paper. We're the on-paper champions. This has to be one of the best offseasons in Yankees history <laughs> in terms of just back page. Well, so I think the Cole signing, like I, I love the Cole signing. Love it. The Astros I don't care stuff. how much money they give away. It's not my money. Okay. So let's talk about that. Just give it to them. I don't think you can have that with every player. No, but with someone like But when Garrett there's Cole, the best free agent pitcher of all time, yes. you'd give them Correct. the money. 
because it's a failure if you don't. Correct. When everyone's like, but like Didi Gregorius, he's not a $14 million shortstop. It's no. not my money, but I don't want to see anyone spending their money on that. Sure. Except for the Phillies. At the end of the day, I still wouldn't probably give a crap because it's not my money. Yeah. <laughs> but if but, they're smart, yeah, don't give him $14 million. But yeah. You have Glaber Torres. Yes. You don't need it. And if you think about like handcuffing us, because that's my biggest thing is everyone wants Yankee fans or Yankee Twitter want, let's get all the best players. Mm-hmm. I want give them all the money. It's not my money. Why isn't a beer a dollar? Why are tickets so expensive? (laughs) Why do we have these? Why do we have Jacoby Ellsbury's contract? Because we all wanted it wasn't our money then. Mm -hmm. So there's no. I just feel like people are dumb (laughs) and just like don't pay attention to what's going on. I love the Cole signing. What do you feel about? So you love Cole. Love Cole. You're fine with DD leaving. Sad. I liked him as a person. Yeah, emojis. <laughs> yeah. Emojis. Like, yeah, we can't, yeah, emojis. But you can't get $14 million for emojis. No, you can't. You can't. Yeah. But, I mean, for, for someone who had to take over one of the most iconic players in Yankees history. I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done that. Because I'm and left-handed. He, and he did a pretty damn good job. So Yeah. Uh, he did his job, and now it's time He did to a great job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he can come and stand next to Homer Bush for an old-timers day at some point. <laughs> Him and Graham Lloyd. No, Graham Lloyd won a World Series. So I feel like, do you think Didi comes for an old-timers? He seemed to. He seemed pretty pissed at the Yankees. I mean, it's business. It's, it's you business. know, he could have at the same time where he's like, they didn't give me an offer. Like you could have said, I'll take less money. You know, they only have to pay you five hundred fifty thousand dollars. You could say that you'll just take that. Uh, in yeah. theory, the union would never let him. Yeah, do that. but like in theory, you can play wherever in you theory, want. Yes. Yeah. Um, what about Patances? I that's the one I wanted them to sign him back. Now maybe they know something we don't, or they think they know something, but I wanted him back. I think they know he didn't play baseball last year, and when he did, he got injured all the time. When he's right, though, but he is he is a problem. Even when he's right, he's not. Like he'll go through those phases of a month straight. It was like a month, yeah, sucking. I'm like, what are you doing? We also go through that month where we're like, you know what? Maybe today is the day he could pitch a second (laughs) inning. Yeah. And it's like, no, he can't. I mean, there's times where he literally doesn't know where the ball is going. No. So I get it. I mean, they have a bullpen where they can replace him, and that's fine. Um, but I did I did like him because when he is on, I mean, just dominance, pure dominance. When it, he was one of, if not the best reliever for a number of years in a row. Uh, I think it would have been a great story for him to win a World Series as a Yankee. And I don't think that Grew he – Grew up in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has his whole thing – Lived in Manhattan, high school in Brooklyn, minor leagues in Staten Island, big leagues in the Bronx, well, World Series in Queens. In York, so. Yeah, he didn't want to move his family. That's why he went to the <laughs> yeah. Mets. If the Brewers were in Queens, he'd be a Brewer. Right. Um, he's. I'm not like I get it. You know, obviously he's a great player, but I think it comes down to numbers at a certain point, and for what he was going to take financially, and I think signing him to, I, I think coming off the injury too, the Yankees maybe wanted like a three-year contract at a lower value, whereas he, it's time for him to get paid. Right. And so he's able to get this one-year deal with an option um, and, and get paid, and now his family, you know, I, I forget how much it is. It's like $10 million or $12 it million, dollars, something, something like, that. like that. Realistically, I mean, we talk about Garrett Cole making a billion dollars, but like $12 million, like you are set for life and generations, you know, as a regular person. Right. So you got to get that done. 
Um, yeah, he'll he signed a one year deal, right? Yeah, and there's so an option has, year. If he has a great year, comeback year, he's gonna make a lot of money after next year. Exactly, and it just I don't think the the Yankees. Same thing with Didi. I think the Yankees are not in a position to be doing these one year rebound seasons for people. We just, we need to win the World Series, right. but also kind of lock up the future because of you know guys like Judge and Sanchez who are in arbitration now and not making the league minimum. Right. Uh, so you're chomping at the bit to talk about it. Mm. So let's just dive in. <laughs> the Houston Astros <laughs> are cheating. Houston trash cans. Fucking scumbags. <laughs> I'm so glad you can say it because. When's the last? Do you curse like in your personal life? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, you can even ask members of this staff. Like I, you know, I have a I have a potty mouth. Okay. I used to have a really bad potty mouth when I started like, you know, Finding loving Jesus. <laughs> I, I scaled it back, but. Your header photo on Twitter. Yeah. Is you on the Michael K show? Yeah. It what? was fun. You like. You say it like you thought there's no way he would even do the minimum amount of research to look at the header photo of my Twitter. <laughs> like you were shocked that I noticed the big picture of you. Like I said, I have maybe like a handful of followers. I actually not on Twitter that much. I need to be on it more. I you use do. it I use it more for like getting my news and just following sports, but yeah. I don't I don't really tweet that much, but I shouldn't. Why were you on the Michael K show? What happened there? It was so weird. I, I mean I'm a huge fan of the Michael K show. People know that. I we love... went to the same high school. Oh, yeah? yeah? Did you in the Bronx? Bronx High School of Science. Nice. Me, him, John Favreau, Chris Reed, that's wow. Kid from Kid and Play. Okay. Eight Nobel Prize winners, multiple Pulitzer winners. <laughs> you know. You're up there with those guys, right? You? Geniuses. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't re- even remember how it happened. It was, uh, it was a few years ago. My son was like six months old at the time, and Don, I think, uh, Don LaGreca had mentioned something one day about – um, they, who was it? Peter and Michael were out of town for a while, and he was like, "We should get a guest on the show." Blah blah blah. And and I was a big fan. It actually started. You want know what's funny? I could show you the video. They, I tweeted them one time. Okay. And Michael just you know said my tweet in the air, and then Michael I guess decided he looked at my profile photo. At the time, it was a photo of me and my husband Adam. Okay. And all of a sudden, it Michael, makes it less creepy that your husband was in the picture. Because yes. depending on where this goes, yeah. Well, so he goes on for the next five minutes, just like raving about this photo of me and my husband and how good looking we are. Okay. And he just goes on and on. And then I guess they do more research, and then they show my Facebook profile photo on the TV screen, and they just start going. They for like five ten minutes, they're talking about the Veenstras and how. We're like a painted photo and how good looking we are and all this stuff. And and then Don goes on to say, like, my husband doesn't have a, you know, he outkicked his coverage and all this stuff. But then Michael goes on to say how good looking Adam is. <laughs> it was this whole thing. This was a slow sports day, huh? It must have been a slow sports day. <laughs> and it was caught, you know, on the radio. Friends of mine recorded it and stuff. And then from there on, we've always had this kind of funny Okay, so you had an in from there. With That's a the much K better story show. than I thought it was going to be like, I won an auction. Yeah, no, no, no. And so it's been, and I called in shortly after that happened, and then we talked on the phone for a while, and then it's been kind of just this funny, like, the Veensters are like a member of the Michael K show. So they 
they know me by name. Like yeah. I tweet and and Don and I follow each other. He's fun. So anyway, I ended up. I listen to his to brother talk about wrestling. Oh yeah. On serious. I love Don. Is awesome. So. I so they just there. had you in. Don had me come in like to do the last segment of a show one time. That's awesome. When the guys were away and I did it with him for like a half hour and it was super fun. We went. It was when. You know, it was the summertime. My husband and I went. We had dinner in the city, and I went and did the show. It was cool. That's awesome. I bombed, but it was fun. Do you have, like, the clip of you on? I have it, and I have not re-listened to it because it's so bad. I bombed. I was so nervous. Do you want me to add it to the end of the show? No, please don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I um, can tell you already. I talk, He asked me what my favorite band was because the guy he was hosting with was some, like, musical guy. I don't know. Don is into, like, yeah. a lot of different music and stuff, and I was so nervous. That I was like, who asks about bands anymore, first of all, that I freaking pulled out in sync. I Great told band. him I loved in sync. Great band. <laughs> so but like honestly, when I look at you, I'm like, actually I kinda get more of a Backstreet Boys vibe <laughs> from you. I loved them both. But like, yeah, that's you you're right in that wheelhouse. I am. Thirty one. That was what that was prime time, man. Yeah. Cause when you look at so I've seen obviously pictures of you over, you know, the last year. And you're like this sweet mother of two, like church lady. <laughs> but in that picture, you've got like your hair pulled back, your jersey. You look like the you look like someone who's like, give me your undershirt, I'm gonna go fight this bitch outside the party. <laughs> like growing up in the Bronx, that's you look like cause I have girls be like, Give me your give me your white t shirt, I'm gonna go fight this bitch, I don't wanna get her blood on my top. Listen, I have a past. <laughs> yeah. And you've atoned for your up sins. In Jersey. I am a Jersey girl. I know how to do the Guido frolic. I went to clubs growing up, and techno music is my jam still. Do you, you know? love Bruce Springsteen? Is he like your second lord? No, I'd actually. This is good. This is I bad think he, to say. I think he's trash. Do I need to I think say he's it? overrated. I could care less about I think he's Bruce Springsteen. It's just not my kind of music. It's just all pandering. Uh, yeah, well, I, I was know. on the parkway, <laughs> and people were like, I've been on the Garden State before, <laughs> and I had a Taylor ham. They're like, oh, no, it's pork roll. Um, so I the Astros. Astros, please just. So we've got the penalties. That's where I would be, Jersey girl, right there. AJ Hinch suspended for one year. The GM suspended for one year. Mm-hmm. Five million dollar fine, okay. lost of first and second round draft picks for, for the, the next, next two years. years. I think it's bullshit. Agreed. Oh, oh. Bullshit is what it is. What What do you think the penalty should have been? Uh, I think they should have been stripped of the title. I do. And I know it really means nothing, but it does mean something. At least, at least when you go back to the history books, it'll say no title given, and the story will be talked about more and more. I think there's just I – j- I just think that's impossible to do because if you're the league, you've already got 1994 – no title given, okay? Right. You had right before 96. So then you come back from that with 96 with all the home runs mm-hmm. and then obviously the steroid era. But just before that, they took away the asterisk from Roger Maris, which was kind of a black eye on the sport of like, well, it was more games and all that. So right. baseball, when it comes to its records, it's like, for this old sport, this historic sport, the records are like just all over the place, and they always have been. And I think now you're just adding to that element where it's a thing that they're 
kind of trying to get away from. Like we're trying to get to 20 years of no work stoppage. So we always have a World Series. They're trying to get to be, you know, 10 years from the steroid era. So I think taking the title away, it looks bad on the game. And so I just thought that was never going to be an option. It looks bad on the game, but it also would look good on baseball to do it because I think it shows the the fans that, hey, we care about this whole cheating scandal. I think the punishment they did, it makes it look like they, they didn't give a shit about it. So the $5 million, apparently it's like in the MLB Constitution that, they can't that do that's more. the maximum fine. But you as a city, as a team, you make more than $5 million winning a World Series, mm-hmm. no matter how you get it. In, right. in terms of merchandise alone. But then you're thinking of the ticket sales for just that playoff run. Ticket sales for the next season, now making it to seven games of the World Series. Like, they made so much money. It's a drop in the bucket. Plus, not getting the draft picks, they don't have to pay draft picks for the next two years. And now from a farm system standpoint, you know, they are – you know, there's going to be a hindrance there. But they're saving $7 million in draft pick signings. So they're actually saving money, and they can still package things up to get more international spending money. Right. So from a financial standpoint, I think they actually came out ahead. <laughs> well, I think they could have taken away international uh, money. That would have been yeah, a nice punch in the gut. And it it is. It's ridiculous because – what do they care about their farm system right now? They have a lot of young players on their team, and they have a lot of money that they can re-sign these guys if they wanted to, or trade them for incredible value. Yeah. So, like, I just I don't think it was crippling. What do you think? What do you think the penalties should have been for AJ Hinch? Um, I thought the year suspension is fine. I mean, he's the manager. He knew it was happening. Didn't try to stop it. I thought the year suspension was fine. Um, I think the um, the firing kind of made it clear that he probably won't get another job again. I don't think he. Will. Oh, I think he gets another job. You think he's so? forty five years old? I know, but it would be a PR nightmare for another team. Okay, so no, I mean maybe ten years from now it'll he be... sits out for a year, and now I'm not saying he's back in 2021, 2022, 2023, something like that. Some team says. This guy obviously has something to offer because before this, he got to that level on his own merits. So it's not like, you know, baseball players who, like, kind of steroided up to get to the big Did leagues. Did he, though? What he, do managers do now? They manage people. It's just managing and motivating people, just like Pastor Tim. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, he managed people, and he managed to, instead of expressing – Hey, I don't think you guys should do this anymore. He broke monitors. So how yeah. good of a manager of people was he? So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's not perfect. <laughs> but I'm saying in a couple of years, because everyone's thinking that he's not going to get hired like directly as a manager again, which no, he's not. But he knows something about baseball and will still be young enough to move around on a field to become a roving instructor in a minor league system or you know, a hitting instructor, something like that. And start, and he'll have to work his way back up. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he he's out of baseball for life. I think they should have given. I think it should have been a lifetime ban that he can appeal at a certain point. But I also think that as these penalties were going to come, there's obviously conversations between the Astros and between baseball. And it was 
we'll give him a year, you fire him. Right. I, I think Save there was some, some type of deal there as well. Yeah. I do. It had I, to be. I just, you it know. It seemed so contrived. Yeah. Because there's no way that the penalties come out before the Astros know about them. Like, the Astros don't find out didn't on Twitter. Didn't he even say, didn't Crane say he knew over the weekend? Uh, maybe. Maybe I missed that. I think he said that in in his press conference. That they got the news over the weekend. So, I don't know. But and but So then there maybe had to be some conversation where MLB is like, yeah, so this is what we're doing. But, like, you can't fire him yet. Right. Because otherwise, if you Crane, like, if Crane got out ahead of it and just said, like, boom, you're fired, I think that makes him look much better. But I think there was, there's, there are, everyone's trying to save face to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. Crane is clearly trying to save face. I don't think, if he got a lifetime ban, I, I wouldn't have been like, oh, that's too harsh. No. Especially because you can always appeal that. Right. But, like, I, one year, like, what do I, I mean, he's a manager. Well, I don't really care. I, I was more pissed at the players. And I know it's, like, nearly impossible to discipline the players. They're all over the place now. You can't really pinpoint exactly who did what, who knew what. And the union would make it super hard to suspend. Yes. Um, but it does suck that none of them – they're all getting off scot-free. It's ridiculous. So I thought that there was a way – because there's always the, the back door of wheeling and dealing. That I wonder if anyone – because we're in a, a room with like a big glass wall. Mm-hmm. I wonder if people are walking by and like, oh, I wonder who Karen's talking to. Like, <laughs> is this very important Is this Joel Osteen's world. podcast? <laughs> How many private jets does Pastor Tim have? <laughs> he has zero private jets. Okay. He drives a Jeep Cherokee that is like at very, least 10 years old. Very North Jersey. Very, yeah. Um, I think the same way that there had to be some kind of deal that happened, there was time. Like, I could have waited another two weeks for them to make a deal with the Players Union and just say, like, listen, these guys, they did this. We have a ton of guys who've said that this happened. We have to penalize. Like, this is for the good of the game. You guys are going to want to come to the negotiating table in a year, and you're going to want more. But we as the league right now say, but you guys cheat. This is a player-run thing. This is It can be very ugly. We both want to avoid a work stoppage. So let's kind of good faith right now. Let's figure out an appropriate penalty. And then maybe even for suspended players – you put a spin where, like, the money goes to, like, charity or mm. something like that. I think everyone could have come out looking good. I think for when you have guys who are off the team that, you know, decided to, you know, rat, right. um, there's lesser penalties. Could be anywhere from five games, 20 games, whatever it is. But I think leadership on that team, Bregman, Correa, and depending on, you know, obviously we don't know all the details of, like, you know, who said who did what. I think you're looking at least half season suspensions. I think that would have been fair. Make I, them play with a triple A team. You ha you had to hurt the team itself in some way for next year. Yes. If you can't take away the championship, you have to make it extremely harder for them to get to a championship this year because their team team is still good. Still the same. So everyone in Houston still supports them. Right. If you found out the Yankees won Yankees win two thousand seventeen. You find out that we were doing that. Like, we're in the the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. We win in seven games. We go on. We win the World Series. Now it comes out that yeah. we were banging trash cans. What, what are, are you saying? Um, I 
would be probably like like a mom, like a disappointed mother. Like still love them, still support them. I'm disappointed that you guys did that. You're not putting you're, you're not putting this enough. A on the fridge, but you're not telling the teacher to take it back. <laughs> Correct. Well, of course. I would say take it away. It would suck. I, I would be pissed. I would be pissed because especially because it's the Yankees and people already love to hate them. I think that's also the other element because everyone tries to put it back if you're the Yankee, you mm-hmm. know. But, like, we get so much crap for everything. Right. You know, A-Rod, Jeter, just, just the individuals that we have, steroids, winning all these championships. Mm-hmm. They I think it's different when it's your on one. Themselves when it's your one championship. Like, I think it's worthwhile for Houston. Like, for the city you itself. How much money they make? So much. So much money. That mattress guy should have to give back his money. You know about the mattress guy? Oh, yeah, the bets they made. Yeah, he's always he made a ton of money off that. He should have to give back his mattress money. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of bettors out there that are pissed, too. Probably. So that's the other thing for me with when now it comes to the game. Legal. Yeah, I've harped on it. I think with the legalization of gambling, it's very tough for the sport because the sport, all the sports are looking for money. Mm-hmm. You know, they they all want, you know, 1% from all the casinos or, you know, 2%, whatever it is. And that's – it's tough for people to have faith in it because now – I mean, I think to a certain extent John Boy opened up a Pandora's box of the success that he's seen from making those videos that there's going to be a ton up. of copycats of people oh, yeah. trying to be the next John Boy who – John Boy – made the video off a report. The Athletic had a report. People sent him links to the videos. He pieced it all together. Did a great job. Now there are going to be people who are just out hunting for like, I'm going to find the next thing. And there's going to be a lot of false accusations. Oh, yeah. For people just trying to, you know, make the name and get that 100,000 followers. Yeah, I, I think it would be dumb of any team, at least in the next couple of years, <laughs> to even try to remotely cheat, in my opinion. Now, I think people are a lot more stupid than I, you know, give them credit for. So who knows? They might. But if a team was caught cheating now after this, you're looking at, I mean, a lifetime ban of baseball. I mean, how dumb could you be? So what do you think Alex Cora is going to get? Because now Alex I... Cora, they've said this is player-driven. And it seems like Alex Cora got very thrown under the bus of like he's the only guy who was just like he how, invented the camera to make on. this happen. How big of a douche is Lunhow? Moonhow. I don't know how to say his last name. His statement was just like, no, was I'm responsible, but here's why I'm not. And he just threw everybody else under the bus. <laughs> I mean, to a certain extent, like the GM's not He's not in the dugout. He's not in the clubhouse. You know, I've Cashman's read, though, that like he's such a hands-on GM. Yeah, but he probably knew. And these guys are protecting themselves. They thought they made their career. You win the World Series, and it's just like, all right, well, like that's done. Stop banging now. We're good. We won this. Out they never the, thought it would come back. Out of the two between he and Hinge, he's the one that I don't think will get a job. I think it's tougher for him. But yeah. he can go, like, obviously he's a smart guy to, like, get to that level. He can go consult for some, like, you know, Republican super PAC. Like, you brought a championship to Texas. You don't yeah. think there's job opportunities in the state of Texas for bringing a world championship there? You know? It, it's – I don't think like, – he's going to make money. But now Joey uh, – Alex. Alex Cora. <laughs> Sorry. I've been thinking about how much I hate Joey Cora 
from 1995. He had 316 in that series. I want him investigated. Um, Alex Cora. So I'm sure they had the technology back then, right? It was probably steroids. <laughs> A-Rod was on that team. Um, True. Alex Cora. Built a name for himself in baseball. Mediocre player. Got into the coaching ranks. Gets to be the bench coach for the Astros. Takes a huge to the Astros. The players love. The players loved him. You heard all through those playoffs how much the players loved him, how he was definitely going to be a major league manager because the players love him. Now we know now why. Now we know why. And he ends up getting the job as a manager of the Red Sox, wins the 2018 World Series. There are allegations of them using uh, their film room in a way that you're not supposed to. There are also allegations against the Yankees using the film room in a similar way. Uh, and a lot of other teams for using it. It's kind of more pushing the limits than like setting up a camera right. the way they did in Houston. I'm habitual line stepper. They're saying it's going to be more severe. They're saying there's just a little bit more time. What do you think he's getting? Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he receives a two-year suspension, and I wouldn't be shocked if he receives a lifetime ban either, just to set a precedent. Um, it, either or. I honestly wouldn't be shocked with either one. They could go light, or they're going to go real deep. <laughs> so if he goes – if it's anything less than lifetime, I mean, I think Jim Crane has set the stage. Like, as The Red Sox, you have to fire him immediately. He's, he's going to be fired. Yeah. I think as soon as this comes out, I think he's fired. He's probably already been told – by the Red Sox, like, hey, you're most likely going to get canned. Yeah, after you're this comes pretty out. done. You're done. Because you also How could you not? have to wonder when you, as you like, hired him, he went through an interview process. He lied on that interview process. Like, he had to have. Same thing with Carlos Beltran. Yeah. Because Carlos Beltran gets hired. This all comes out. He said, this is all coming out, like, as he's being interviewed. And he says, no, I knew nothing about this or what's going on and now it turns out he knew a ton about it mm -hmm. did he lie to the Mets ownership it's a fair question he could if they find out you know we don't know what happened in the backstory but if we find out that he lied to the Mets he could potentially be fired <laughs> before even I don't think they would because like they need him I, they do so I don't see him being fired I'm just saying they do have grounds for termination grounds to fire him yeah and you know lying's a sin um <laughs> so Amen. He preach. He <laughs> so now with the players not getting anything. I thought maybe Beltron would get something because it's like because you made that move. But now you think about like Yankees who we guys who are Yankees who we supported. Who was like ah Brian McCann like we traded you but it worked out for you. Like you can't hit the ball on the road. Like you were clearly benefiting from this. There's so much. It's all like daddy issues of baseball. Like I'm just looking back at like resentment. Like I hate you. You were a liar. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. I was I was listening to the K show yesterday, and he always he loves Carlos Beltran, and he said he's loved around baseball, and he's like one of the nicest men you'll ever meet in your life. He goes, but it just goes to show you what even the nicest people will do to win. Carlos Beltran clearly cheated, and he's going to keep his job. So I that's his name. Why single him out in the documents if he's not? Gonna get in trouble because he has no player. Yeah, well, I think because they want to throw more names, and he doesn't have a players union to back him up. 
But I, it just to me, it's to say like Carlos Beltran clearly had something to do, but he won't be in trouble. Then why put his name in it? Yeah, I don't think it, it was needed. He could have just been looped in with all the other players when when it says you know all players knew. I think the real anger is going to be when the Astros make the playoffs this year because they have the same team. They play in the AL West, which is bullshit division. They don't have Garrett Cole. <laughs> but still, I mean, what they win by like a billion games? Yeah, I know. Like, Mike Trout, the fourth-place MVP, is not going to change things. So, yeah, I, you know, it all kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, Twitter just started lighting up. Mm-hmm. It's tough, like, as a Yankees fan, because we're all like, you know, that should be our championship. And it's like, we would have had to play the Dodgers. Dodger fans have, like, the... They got beef. Yeah, they have, like, the biggest beef, uh, especially because... Apparently, it went through the postseason, you know, and obviously they made it to a World Series. There's no way to go, like, there's no time machine. Uh, Judge deleted his Instagram post. <laughs> I love that. Congratulating Altuve. And I like that. I like that a so lot. So passive aggressive. Everything Trevor Bauer's doing. I always have an issue when the players are pussies <laughs> because they have to say the right thing, and I know they have to be professionals. Right. But. I haven't said this last year with the umpires. Like, when the umpires were so bad. There was a real stretch where they were so bad. And, yeah, there's a fine if you say something. Like, pass the hat around in the clubhouse. Throw in whatever it is, the 10 grand for judges. Go, these guys fucking suck. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. And just do it. Mm-hmm. And then keep it moving. Uh, so, I like you know, it's passive aggressive to delete it. I like Trevor Bauer just directly calling people out. Uh, hopefully, I-, I can also see there being some player-imposed discipline in the terms in terms of getting hit by some pitches, maybe in like spring training. I think Bregman is gonna get slammed by somebody. He's got a very interesting family. Super arrogant. He does. Yes. Yeah. He comes from a very rich family. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, because I had you read his Wikipedia page during the class. <laughs> yeah. When you guys were like, I hate Bregman, I'm like, yo, you see his family's yeah. like the like most Jewish family ever. <laughs> like anything in Jewish history, like they've been there. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, you got anything else on the Astros besides anger? There is a lot of anger. I'm just, I, I'm just angry at what could have been, which I think a lot of people are. I'm but also- at the same time, at the same time, some Yankee fans will be upset with me. The Yankees sucked at hitting in that series while in the Astros ballpark. Yeah. Sucked. They couldn't hit anything. So... What that had nothing to do with sign stealing. They could have hit. Yeah. So would they have still won if well, they, they take a couple hit- runs off the board, that helps. <laughs> right, but they weren't hitting a lick. Yeah. So I don't know if it would have mattered. I think I think it maybe would matter. I, who knows, maybe the Astros aren't even there. I also wonder like how did it go so long and so far? Like how did no one just pick up like what the fuck is that banging? Like, no one for, like, like Farquhar? A, yeah, yeah, but, like, for a three-game series, it's just, like, what is that bang? Or even, you know, after that point, to just, in a post-game, just say, do you guys hear all that banging? Mm. You know, like, someone say something earlier. I don't know if well, it's, like, a player Well, there clearly code. had to be some type of chirping because people have been calling out the Astros for a couple of years now. They just obviously weren't doing it in public. Yeah. I think that's a problem. There's too much, like, you know, this shield of silence. Well, I think because every team is getting an edge somehow, some way. We're all cheating, one way or another. Um, 
All right. I, I'm excited for what will come down with the Red Sox. And I, I think mean, the Yankees are just sitting down eating popcorn right now, watching the whole thing go down. I hope they're in the gym or <laughs> in the batting cage. Because on pa- we're once again the on-paper champions heading into the season. Uh, what, what I'm nervous of this year is with all this going down, this is our chance. And if the Yankees don't win this year. I'll kill myself. <laughs> well, don't do that. You have, you have a baby now to take care of. I have a nice life insurance policy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> baby millionaire. Baby millionaire. <laughs> wow. It's a good life insurance policy. I have high cholesterol. All right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I lost a lot of weight in the off season. You did? Yeah. Like, I even I've noticed it, and just from photos. Normally, the first thing when people actually meet me, they either say out loud or at least think in their head, they're like, oh, he's not as fat as I thought. <laughs> That's what people even say. Like, I meet them in Billy's. They're like, oh, you're not that fat. You're growing like, the beard oh, back, you. too, I've noticed. The beard thing is weird because I never grew a beard. And then Susie happened. And I'm on TV with a beard all the time because I grew this paternity leave beard. Mm-hmm. And now then I make videos and people are like, where's the beard? And it's weird because like, I'm like, well, what do people think about how I look? But like, this is about the dog. I try to make the videos more dog than me. But yeah, I don't know. I'm going beard again. We'll see. Because what happened was I started growing the beard and then Susie happened and I had to cancel a haircut. And my barber went on vacation for two weeks. And I was like, I don't know how to manage this beard. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how to manage this beard. I can handle the hair. I can't manage the beard, so I had to get rid of the beard until I could get a haircut. But now when I go get a haircut, I go like, so what do I do with this beard? Mm, Asking questions. You know, trying to set myself up for success. But what does Emily think of the beard? That's the most important. She hates it right now. It's this in-between. Yes. She either wants me clean-shaven or... Like, where it had gotten to, like, when I was on TV. She started to, like, kind of get into the beard. I shaved the beard, and she was like, oh, the beard's gone. And I was like, oh, oh. you're trying to have another kid. Because <laughs> we already have two dogs. No, um, so, yeah, she's kind of like, go one way or the other. I always have kept, like, a little bit of stubble. Mm-hmm. But that was just because I used to weigh, like, 75 pounds more than I did. So it was just like, I thought that was covering that up, which it was not. Um. So, we're working on it. Let me ask you about Domingo Herman as a woman Yankee fan. Yes. Smacked his girlfriend around a little bit. He did. How do you feel about him? Uh, How do I feel about him personally? (laughs) Like, I think it's an interesting position as someone who is a Yankee fan, values on field, um, obviously as a woman, as a uh, a woman of faith, I guess, (laughs) plays into it. But you also have a platform. You know, a lot of pressure. A lot. Thank you. Yes, that's a lot of pressure. It is difficult because on one hand, as a Yankee fan, like when you're just looking at it as a Yankee fan and you're just looking at it as pure entertainment and you're looking at these players as just pawns in a game. 18 wins. Like, give me the wins. Give me the championship. I don't care what you do off the field. As a personal, you know, in my personal life as a woman, like, no, how – he deserves, you know, he deserves not to play again, in my opinion. But at the same time, as a woman of faith. <laughs> Forgiveness. <laughs> you People deserve second chances. I mean, everybody deserves a second chance. He's going to do his, you know, quote unquote, time and being suspended. So he's received his punishment. There's no reason why he can't come back and play. Now, I can say that quite easily as a woman who's never been directly involved 
in you know domestic abuse like I don't know what it's like to get smacked around like that like I could never so I can't sit here and say his who was it, his wife who was his wife girlfriend girlfriend as his girlfriend I can't I would never sit here and say like he deserves to get back on the field now what I think should happen and I don't know if this is even but possible. now let me ask you this okay if he just sold like paper for WB Mason and he smacked his girlfriend and got and there was no law you know I like He'd be able to go sell paper again at some point. Right. He would. And for he would. once. For once. And I'm talking about one time. Which he should be allowed to. Yeah. If he gets in trouble for it and by law or whatever serves the time that he got, like, it's not his fault that his time is – like, he should be able to go back and get a job. Like, what is he going to do? He, he needs to do something with his life. Yeah. Um, the thing with – I think what makes it harder with professional athletes, people get so much – more outraged because they're going back to like such a, an elite life, I think, and so they're. He's going to get a pay raise to go do that. Yeah, paid. He's he's in the limelight. Like he's basically a you know a celebrity. I don't think Domingo Herman's a celebrity, but he go out. He can win seven games in a half a season this year and get and make get, three million dollars next bang, year. Yeah, right. So I think that's what people get upset about most. And so what I think needs to happen is when guys like that get in trouble. I think there needs to be an extra, like, cushion of punishment in terms of, like, when they come back, they can't get paid for a couple of years. Like, in terms of, like, a big payment. Yeah. yeah. Like, or a portion to just, goes to right, he a needs, cause. A portion goes to a cause, or he needs to just make, like, the minimum, which is still a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not be able to get, like, a free agent big pay signing for, like, you know, two to three years after the incident. Something like that. It'll never happen, but... I think something like that would probably. I don't think it's. Finish. I don't think that's a bad idea. I don't know. Again, I don't know how it happens because right. you've got the players' union. Correct. But no, that's an interesting point of view because it's easy for me to say, as far as we know, he did it one time. Mm-hmm. Addison Russell in Chicago. Apparently, it was like a pattern. He was beating his girlfriend or whatever, whoever it was, all the time, and like you should be gone. Like right. you should be put in prison. You know, you should be arrested. He, you know, Domingo Armand, no police charges, and apparently one-time thing is there, you know, I think there's a path to come back. Because you take a guy's life, you know, from that, and then, you know, that's how, you know, he ends up back wherever he's from, selling drugs or, you know, what, whatever it is. Some of these guys, this is all they know, so. It's the only skill set right. they have. Yeah. Ah, so that's interesting, especially from, you know, the faith point of view. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... Want him to come back and win us games as a fan. Just don't be an Don't idiot. flex after you strike someone don't out. Don't flex. Well, no. Yeah, maybe stay a little humble this year. That'd be. Yeah. Yeah. And give that money to the woman maybe you slapped around. That'd be nice. Apparently they broke up. That's I what I he heard. was married. Was this like the Who woman knows? on the side? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows with these guys? I can't keep up with them. Some of these guys, man, they come from such awful backgrounds. So. It's all they knew. It's what they grew up around. It's all they know. You know? But you got to be the change you want to see in the world. (laughs) Be a role model for Karen's young sons, Cain and Abel. (laughs) No, that's not their names. (laughs) Cain and Abel is not a good story for role modeling. The one kills the other. Yeah, that's what the uh, the kids were named on Sons of Anarchy. Really? The biker show. I know that show. I never watched it. It's a preposterous show. It's like this small town where, like, there's just a shootout every day. Like, why would anyone sure. live there? <laughs> you got to move. 
Um, My boys' names are strong and awesome, and I love them. Brooks and Graham. They're great kids. I see them on your Instagram. They're so cute. All the time. They are. You don't care. What do you mean? (laughs) As a father. As a father. And a reverend. Two months. That's my favorite thing. It's just be like, well, as a father. (laughs) My other thing is I also always say I own a baby. You own a baby. Yeah. So, like, my friend, because I have a lot of friends who don't have kids yet. And they're like, hey, we got an extra ticket to, like, this comedy show or this concert or whatever. You know, you want to come? And I'm like, well, I can't. You know, I own a baby now. I own a baby now. Yeah. And that was going to be, like, a bit I was going to do. Makes sense. And I told my wife this, and she was like, that is stupid. Come up with something else. And then Susie happened, so now I have that. Um, the, ki- the kid is good? Little she's girl. great. She's great. Being a dad is so awesome. It. She's two months today, mm-hmm. so we have her two-month checkup on Thursday. But she does social smiles now. So, like, first thing in the morning, like, she was in her bassinet this morning, and me and my wife went over and she just like she sees us and she smiles Smile. and it's just like fuck yeah yes <laughs> fuck yeah that's just like that is cocaine right there that's <laughs> it, like it is. it's like being too drunk when you're in your 20s and you go to the bathroom and you come back and you got all this energy it's like first thing in the morning i'm tired and it's like boom here i am mm-hmm. being a dad is awesome i can't wait till she can do stuff like little things like i can't wait till she can control her arms and give me a hug when they really start interacting it yeah it like changes you know the the um Six month to like fourteen month rage is amazing. It's like when before they really become. Is toddlers, that when they start going to sleep at seven o'clock? Because I'm up till midnight every night, and that stinks. Yeah, when they start sleeping through the night, it's like such a game changer. We're good from like midnight to like seven now. She'll That's do that. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. That's good. But she does have like the weeks where. It's like I'm either eating, I'm sleeping, or you're holding me. Otherwise, I'm going to be screaming. So yeah, it's like impossible yeah. to get stuff done around impossible, the house. Impossible, yeah. Like keeping up with just like dishes and things like mm-hmm. that. Yep. That's why you don't have time to blog. It's true. Well, usually I try to do – it's on Fridays, but I'm home on Fridays, and I'm home with both of them. So it is quite difficult. <laughs> Honestly, it's the 4-year-old that's more difficult than the 10-month-old now. I mean, or 11-month-old. He's uh, – they're a lot more needy as toddlers. Uh-huh. They just want to play. They want to do everything. Do you have any parenting advice for me? Parenting advice? Yeah, you're the first parent I've had on here. Or at least known parent. <sighs> no. No? Advice to other parents is stupid because... Okay. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> everybody's experience is different. Everybody's kids are different. Um, you really can't prepare to be a parent until you just do it. And you are one. I like because that. That's advice. I guess so. Because it's 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 ridiculous. It's like when you're pregnant, like, are you ready? Everyone asks. <laughs> Everyone asks, are I'm you like, ready? am I ready? I don't know. I've never pushed a baby out of my... <laughs> All right. So Karen didn't have a C-section. Um, <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't. So I... Yeah, that's also wild, being in the room. That That's that's a that's whole lot. That's a whole other podcast. Um, yeah, people would ask me, are you ready? And I would say, no, but we're prepared. Right. And I, I think that's all you can be. It was people would always be taken aback when I'd be like, "No, I'm not ready," because I've never had a baby before, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah, people also ask that when like you're getting married, like, "Oh, are you ready?" And I would just sometimes I would just grab my shoulders and go, "No, get your passport." <laughs> um, this is what I tell people who don't have kids, and it's like it's gonna make it sound like you shouldn't have children, but like, first of all, parenting is relentless. That's the word I use, relentless, because it it never ends. 
Secondly, and I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. It's just it's just there's madness. no breaks. I there's say no breaks. I joke around with my wife all the time. I'm like, oh, she's here again today. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, there's, even when you're asleep, like, you never know what's gonna happen. You never sleep good. You never know. I, do you sleep good yet? No. Oh, yeah, no. no you're, even with my four year old, like he just you know, like this morning he walks in at five thirty, like mommy, I have to go. <laughs> it's like great. Do I have it. to go wipe an ass at five thirty yeah. in the morning. Oh, that's... <laughs> and so. Oh, that's so much worse than I was ever thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I just have like she makes like little baby noises, no. and I like, I'm like, oh my, is she dying? You know, and it's just her making noises in her sleep. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Now I... when they're old enough to get out of their bed and come to you creepily in the middle of the night, and there's just a child standing next to your head, it's scary. Number yeah. one, but no, it's like. 99% of parenting is so hard and tiring and, like, sometimes awful. But then, like, there's just, like, that one tiny percent, like you just said, the smile when you walk yeah. in and you're dead tired, but they smile at you. And you're like, oh, my God, somehow that 1% makes the 99% of shit worth it. Yeah, like, I can't wait and to get home. And it makes no sense in any other part of life except for parenting. Yeah, I can't wait to get home and get that smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. just... There's something about him. All right. So let's move on to the lightning-ish round. Okay. Oh, this is nerve-wracking. So I ask you questions. Okay. If I'm interested in your answer, I'll dive in. If sure. not, take it as a personal insult that I keep moving. Um, so <clears throat> who's your Mount Rushmore of Yankees that you've, like, seen play? Like, yeah, I get it. Joe DiMaggio, you're Italian. He's Italian. Whatever. <laughs> of, that I've seen play? so hard because there's not enough Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, that's why they do it. If it was yeah. just name all the people you like. I know. We'd be here all day in this yeah. church with a big sign that just says trust on the wall. That's right. one of our It's one of our uh, values. Staff Who, values. Who's this young girl with a super soaker on that's a giant Janet. poster? That's Janet. You just met her downstairs. Oh, okay. She had big glasses on. I can't tell. Yeah. She's very nice. Everyone here is very nice, but I kind of expected that. Well, no sure. one tried to convert me yet. No. Makes no, me wonder if I'm not good enough. We're pretty normal around here, JJ. That's say. what they say. Yeah. That's no. how they get you. Now I'm being <laughs> That's perverted. how they get you. <laughs> All right. So who's your Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore. Obviously Jeter. Mo. Okay. Um, players I've seen. So I can't – you won't let me use like the – No, you can. You can use whatever you want. <sighs> Jeter, Mo. Um – DiMaggio. Of course. Garrig. So even though... So Garrig. Okay. Why Garrig? Because he played a lot of games and had a disease? <laughs> no. <laughs> the dude was a, a beast. What do you mean? I mean, there were a lot of good players there. I know. Like, but... what sing... Like, I try to give you that you've seen because it makes it a lot easier so you don't have yeah. to justify... If These I had if people I've seen, like, well, then I would just start getting into just the guys that I loved. And even though they might not deserve to be on the Mount Rushmore. Well, no, it doesn't have to do with on-field performance. I I've love... done this with a guy who was like, I love Sean Chacon. And I was just like, this. <laughs> Shane Spencer. Is... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Paul O'Neill was one of my favorites. Oh, I loved Paul. Everyone loves Paul O'Neill. I loved Paul because I loved his fire. Like, I was, when I played sports, when I played softball in high school, I was him. If I didn't go four for four, I was like throwing my helmet. Like I cracked several helmets in my in my softball days. I've gotten yelled at by a lot of coaches for thinking I'm Paul O'Neill, like just smashing shit, and they're yeah. just like, "You're not. That's not you. I You're have such a kid." A qui- I have, I I actually have a quick temper, and when it came to I could see that. 
<laughs> when it came to playing sports, if I was not perfect, I was just pissed off all the time. So you love Shane Spencer? No, I was just joking. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's going to happen. What is he doing with his life? He manages in like Korea. Oh, yeah. I know that. His son follows me. Wow. And I have like another connection to him. They just did a roast of him in the city. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, obviously, I shouldn't be on like the dais of like roasting Shane Spencer, but like I'm a comedian. So I wanted sure. to like write jokes. So I was, I reached out to someone and was like, hey, just if you want to give this joke to someone, to him, hey, Shane. Congrats on not being Chad Curtis. Oh, no. Because <laughs> if you think back, aside from one September in, you know, before the playoffs, that's the same guy. And then one went on to diddle kids. Like, oh, but God. <laughs> it'd be so easy. There are definitely people who are like, yeah, no, and Chad Curtis hit all those home runs in that one September. Mm. It happens. You don't want to be associated with Chad Curtis now. No. No. And it's sad because he was like a Bible thumper in that clubhouse. Yeah. So it's guys like him that. Yeah, keep your eyes make peeled you around here. <laughs> yeah, keep your eyes peeled around here. You know, Mo came to speak here last year. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he he's a big out. one of you guys. Mm-hmm. Did you Tim meet him? Tim Tebow spoke here a couple years ago. Oh, that. You ruined one of my lightning round questions. Okay. Is Tim Tebow your favorite baseball player of all time? No, baseball player? Yeah. No. No, um,. We tried to get a company I used to work for. It's how I met Don Mattingly. We hired him to come speak at like a company thing. Mm-hmm. We tried to get Mo, and he won't go to Vegas. He won't go because of all to... the sins oh, and stop. stuff. Apparently, that's what his manager said. Like, because like you know, Mo doesn't go to Vegas. I see. Yeah, I see. Well, even though it looks like Cirque du Soleil when you walk in this place downstairs, it does not. It, it looks just looks like a modern like tech company on my way type out. Of... On my way out, I'm going to take a picture, oh, and geez. I will tweet, doesn't this look like a Cirque du Soleil, like entranceway? And anyone who's been to Vegas is going to be like, yeah, <laughs> where do I get popcorn? <laughs> All right, so you got Jeter, Mo, yeah. Paul O'Neill. Paulie. I mean, it really, like, I'm 31, so it's the core, like, the core guys. I mean, it's Pettit. It's Posada. It's O'Neill. It's well, Jeter. that's it's... more rush more than we have. I know. Yep. So I'm just, I'm so just gotta, still going here. Yep. So Bernie. Gotta... Loved Bernie. I met Bernie. Super nice. At Bar A? No. <laughs> in Bar A in Belmar? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's where I met him. Oh, really? Yeah. Mike uh, Francesa's uh, live show. Oh. I was in the back with him and Kim Jones, and then Bernie went out and started Kim playing. Jones is a patient of my father-in-law. My father-in-law is a dentist in North oh, okay. Jersey, and she's a patient. I don't um, think he's supposed to be disclosing that information. Isn't that like a HIPAA thing? Oh, maybe. Maybe we should cut that oh, And she follows me, too. Does she's, she? Yeah, she's a Susie fan. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Like your boss, Susie. Yes, my We walked boss. in and your boss called me a hero. How much did that suck? Yeah. God. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right, so all the Yankees are on your rush oh, So many of the core guys from back in the day. What's your favorite Yankee memory? Like, what's your – like, mine was 96, that out. Yeah. Charlie Hayes. <clears throat> um. I well, I was young. I was at David Cohen's perfect game. Wow! Back in the day, I was on a boat in the Long Island Sound. Yeah, yeah. Because someone on the radio was like, "David Cohen's about to throw a perfect game." So then, like, all the boats are like, "Gotta get the fan on." So you got it on. Yeah, so you were able to listen to it. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, no, I was there. I still have the ticket stub. That's awesome. I rode on it. Well, like it wasn't worth idiot, anything but, anyway. Yeah, I rode on it. Perfect game. Derek Jeter hit a home run. 
because he did in that game. There, you know, he didn't have many home runs in his career, right? So, <laughs> um, what else? I loved um, obviously 03 when Boone hits that home run. I was in high school. I still remember that moment. I was upstairs in my room. I was on the phone with a boyfriend at the time. Wow. And he hit that, and my parents were downstairs watching it, and I, like, just totally hung up on him and just, like, started sprinting. I fell down my stairs because I was just running so fast to run down to the TV room to celebrate with my parents. Like, that was... Opposite for me, 2001, I was on the phone with a girl who was, like, maybe a girlfriend or, you know, it was we were playing it fast and loose. Um, (laughs) And you hung up on her because you were so depressed? She was a Met fan. Oh, no. And she goes, it's okay. There's always next year. And my parents were asleep. And I said, no, there's fucking not, bitch, and threw the phone at the wall. <laughs> so I also had anger issues. Sorry about that, Vicky, as if she listens to this. Um, you know what? That's an appropriate reaction, honestly. Yeah. That I'm... was one of the worst moments. That and then 04 was the worst moment. Like, I didn't want to go to school. But 09, I mean, I was the oldest for that championship, so that was super fun. Yeah. Um, regular Drink some memory. box wine because you're in college. <laughs> No, I was that chick, like, I, when they were in the, um, when did they face the Angels? That was the ALCS, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I remember, like, being at a frat party, and everybody's just partying downstairs. Where did you go to college? I went to Monmouth University. Oh, okay. In South Jersey. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, South Jersey. <laughs> oh, cool. Is Quotes. that South Jersey? That's Quotes not that. That's South Central Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> I'm in a debate with Scott about this. Um yeah, Monmouth. I make fun of them a lot on this show. Yeah, I do too, actually. I, uh-huh. I didn't en- enjoy the experience there that much. Um, too much money, first of all, by the way, for a but, crappy um, school. They have the sandwich place there with yes, all the stuff do. on it where you get like a fat blunt. Oh, I used to eat those at 3 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Those were so good. So bad. But yeah, I would be that chick that like I would my- make my way upstairs from the frat party and like find the TV room and I was sitting there watching the Yankees Angels. I was in a frat. We had a lot of girls go upstairs during a party yeah, too. Yeah, did you? Yeah. They weren't there to watch games though. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Hey, listen. The Lord. <laughs> Oral is moral. Um, <laughs> old stadium or the new stadium? Um, old stadium. However, the one thing I like about the new stadium is that you can see the field from wherever you're standing. That's the thing. I the only thing I don't like about the uh, well, that's what made the old stadium so amazing. It's like you walked that, up the tunnel, and then it was like, especially as a kid, you were like, "Oh my goodness!" It was just like this cathedral. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're bringing someone new, like I brought my, I brought a lot of people to games for the first time, so it's like, yeah, we're going into the Bronx. You know, yeah. people who aren't from New York who are just like, ah, I've been to a Broadway show. The area's like, not yeah, this great. is different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I like it, though, because the new stadium with that, though, because you can buy the crappiest ticket and then, like, walk around and still be able to see the Yeah. Show. And you're going to be in Section 205 on May 9th. Uh, apparently, Get yeah. a sitter. Come on. Live I... a little. <laughs> what do you think about people who buy jerseys with names on the back? Um, people might not like me for this. I could care about that i think it just makes us look bad it just i mean listen people are looking to knock people and say they're not real yankee fans already so i think you're just setting yourself up yeah and then i've got a defense i don't want to get into people's pockets it costs the same amount of money not all the time not all of them all right if okay then if you're if you're spending the same amount of money then you're an idiot okay (laughs) so that's there's that can't if believe he's called someone. It's called the nation an idiot in a church. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but if you're going to spend that money, then get the real deal. I don't understand. If That's you're, a, if 
if it's because you can't afford, like you're spending significantly amount, you yeah. know, cheaper, then go for it. That's fine. I have it's a blue one. It's like a blue jersey. That's not a real Yankee jersey. Oh, <sighs> it's like one of those spring training ones. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I thought I was thinking like powder blue for some reason. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Like no. a batting practice. Jersey. Yeah, like the yeah, batting practice. Right. I okay, have yeah. one of those. Yeah, Jeter's no, cool. name on it. Um, oh, I don't own an authentic jersey. I just I don't spend money on like. Well, you gotta give ten percent to the church anyway. Do you I make ten percent less, or do you get paid, get taxed, and then give ten percent back? Like, how do your tithes work? <laughs> All right. Um, a, what's your yeah. favorite? Uh, what's your favorite pregame spot? Pregame spot? Yeah, like you go to a Yankee game. Where are you? Where are um, we catching Karen before a game? My husband and I will usually go to the dugout. Okay. Because um, you like the smell of chlorine. <laughs> no, we just. We just, it's like right bleach. there. It's right there. And so we'll get a drink. I mean, I don't really know a lot of places. We don't um, go to enough games. I don't go May to May 9th games. will be at Billy's. I go to maybe like one game a year now. All right. Well, you're going May 9th. Uh, that's so that's early in the season. You can get to another one, too. We have a ton of events. Tickets I go on you, sale I'm very going, soon. Remember, I, I texted you or whatever. I'm going June 6th with my family. It was a Christmas gift for my parents. Oh, yeah. What day is that? Quality time. It's a Saturday afternoon. Uh, yeah, it's a Saturday afternoon. I forget. June 6th. My siblings and I were taking my parents wow. as a little Christmas. That's fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll be there. Yeah. It depends you, on my stadium you schedule. You gotta get us some food. You gotta tell me where to eat. Yeah. Well, well, if you come May 9th, you'll you'll be on stadium eats. I don't know if I'm gonna film that day because there's some other things going on. I might be intoxicated. Um, I <laughs> you already intoxicated I, at a Yankee game. That's I already really have my surprising. hotel booked. Um. All right. What else? Hit Karen Veenstra is getting one at bat for the New York Yankees because she's the tomboy who played baseball longer <laughs> than everybody else Long and played shortstop. What is your walk-up song? Oh man, "Angels Up on High" from the mountain or something like Open that. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. <laughs> Yikes. Um, what is my walk-up song? Dang, that's that's so hard. JJ, there's so many songs out there. What's your walk-up song? So give me a. Uh, I me I kind of like change it. Um, at first, the first one I said was mood? like was Uchi Wally. I also I think I'd go Magic Stick. I think that'd be funny. Like that's a good beat, and like magic it works. Stick. Oh it's yeah, a, Magic Stick. I get like, it. <laughs> you know, it's a double entendre. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, but like I'm very like Bronx, like New York, like hip hop. Right. I've said, like, on a Tuesday when it's just, like, Wall Street interns who, like, got the tickets at no one. They all have, like, a, a T-shirt over a button-down shirt or whatever. You just play, like, uh, like six pence none the richer or, like, two princes. And just, like, they'll bop. Tub dumping, that could be a good one. <laughs> I heard that in the shower today. I had 90s on 9 on. Oh, my goodness. Do you listen to Rosenberg in the morning? On, on Hot 97? 97? Yeah. No, I don't. No. no. Oh, no, you're in Philly. That yeah. wouldn't work. But, like, I still don't – I don't listen to much, like, talk radio. Mm. If I'm listening to something, I normally listen to, like, podcasts. podcasts. But I listen to, like, Joe Rogan because I think he's just a great interviewer who's a great guest. That's right. So you haven't given us a song. I yet. know. I'm thinking about it. I'm Would it be something religious? No. Prob- no, probably not. So I have a friend, Steve. Steve Lee. Huge Asian dude. Okay. <laughs> and we were in college, you know, doing our thing, like, you know, smoking weed, eating pierogies, what frat mm-hmm. guys do. And he was like, I met this girl. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He met her down at the shore. And when he was bringing her, he was like, here's the thing, though. Like, she's religious. 
But like not like I hate that word. Not like Catholic, but like family was very involved in like, you know, one of these churches. Sure. You know, a showy church. <laughs> um and then he So he was like, you know, kinda of watch, you know, the stupid jokes that we would make that you can't make year now in, you know, twenty twenty in like two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Understood. Um, so he was like, all right. And then he married her at one of these big churches and he had it was a big wedding and he put us in the corner which was smart <laughs> which was smart <laughs> yeah it's also just beer and wine oh so we went to the that's liquor not, store on the way life. and like i had like a flask of like doers we had liquor with us we got mangled they also decided to put even though they put us in the corner there's some oversight they put pastor phil at the table next to us and then by the time it's time for their first dance, because we are lit up. I'm really interested in where the story is going. <laughs> he, they go, and uh, now Steve and Tara will have their first dance to their favorite song. And it was something like, Jesus looks down on high, or like something like that. And my buddy just yells, fuck that, Steve loves Uchi Wally. And Pastor <laughs> Phil was like, what, what? the... I just realized I yelled that curse like pretty loud. Uh, I yelled that fuck okay. pretty loud. Wow. So yeah, so that's I told that whole story Unless to buy. Was he kicked you. out or No, what do you kick us out of a wedding? I don't know. No, we went outside. We started talking to the pastor and we were like, "Oh, so you know Steve, you like we were all drunk." He was like, "Oh, yeah, Steve, like he started like you guys went to Rutgers with him. All this stuff turns out this pastor knew nothing about. It's it all a fraud. That's why I'm doing weddings now because I'll tell you what, in May 9th, I think the couple I'm marrying in June is going to come to the event so I can spend the day with them. Who are these people that they asked you to do this? Uh, some people like, I... who in their right mind was like, you know what? I want JJ from the Bronx. No, no, these are people I know. I know them wedding. in real life. I know them okay. in real life. But even still. Like, I, the girl grew up, like, around the corner from me. She's, uh, like, your age. She's, like, 31. She was, like, kind of friends with my younger sister. But then she, like... Her uh, like body developed in high school, so we started hanging out with her because like that's cool. And then um, she's marrying a guy who like I kind of knew as a kid, and they were like, "Oh yeah, like we he's got our okay wedding coming." Oh, he's the biggest fan of it. I was like, they mentioned to me at a charity event for a charity that I run, and that like, "Oh yeah, we're getting married." Like, yeah, we just got to figure out what we're gonna do. And I was like, "Oh, I'm ordained," and they were like, "That actually sounds like you know, you're the most interesting person we know. Why would we have anyone else do it?" Honestly. I, I love things like that. I would rather people use someone or know like that actually knows them. Yeah. And it would be way more intimate, way more sentimental than I'm bringing you know, them to Yankee games. Like, there's so many people I know that get married with a priest that, ex- like, like Pastor knows Phil, literally zero about you. <laughs> yeah, like Pastor Phil, who's like, oh, you go to Rutgers? Like, shut up, <laughs> dummy. They like Uchi Wally. So, do you got a song for me? Um, this wasn't a surprise. I've asked this on every episode. I know. I just, I actually was thinking about it last night and I was like, oh, I got nothing because I just, I like too much. I like a mixture of everything. What was your wedding like, song? Just, my wedding song was a country song. I actually, I'm a big fan of country music. I could have guessed that. Huge fan of country music. I, but I, like, I love techno music. <laughs> I can listen to rap. I can listen, I can listen to anything. So it's, it's like, depends on my mood and the day, whatever. Um, so it's a night game. It's What's a the song? night game. It's a Friday night night game. 
I'm trying to think of like, honestly, like so songs I used to love listening to like my husband and I like when we got like introduced right at the reception it's like oh the, for, for the first time like yeah. come on out um, I chose the song Down by Jay Sean yeah <laughs> love yeah. that song <laughs> mine was Otis <laughs> Kanye and Jay Z oh yes. yeah because yeah. they say it sounds so soulful don't you agree and then the guy announced it like the mm. DJ was like here's how you have to do this because I'm big into wrestling so everything's presentation for me I do it like so. A good techno song would get me. Pumped. Sandstorm. Yeah, like so. What's funny is I went to a really like Guido High School. Like I think I've told you this. That, yeah. Like, Snooki is married to that guy Gianni. I grew up yeah. with him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. And we have, and we both know Chad. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I interviewed so, with a guy you know from high school. Yes, yeah. that's right. Um, our wrestling team was like super Guido. They they literally were introduced with to like a sandstorm type of song. Um, so techno, all about it. Um, so it'll probably either be a techno song, Down by Jay Sean. I love the song Yeah by Usher. That gets me going. Okay. <laughs> the most old school one. Uh, and I also like things like uh, like The Greatest Showman, that movie. I have not seen it. And I love musicals, so. Like, it's I love so Grease. so good. So good. Yeah. The song This Is Me would really be like, mm, coming up <laughs> wow. to the plate. <laughs> That's the most passion I've seen this whole show. Jesus. Um, yeah. That's all I got for you. Yeah. We did like an hour and a half. You got anything else for the people or anything you want to ask me? I got to get on the road soon. I know. You got to go to uh, actually I, have to work. I got to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. This is my work right now. Yeah. Thank you for having me to your mega church. Um, it's very exciting. Everyone here is very nice. May tell nine. people like they should, they should come to, to church. I am not going to tell people <laughs> they should go to church. You do whatever you want to do. I mean, like, I have, like, I think I have the same morals as you. I just don't, like, pray to, like, anyone. Just, like, be a good person. Like, that's your whole thing. Like, just be a good person, tell the truth, help others. Right? I just sure. don't have to go to a place to do that. At you least don't I don't think. I reserve the right to change my mind. I could be converted. I love to be sold. You guys could, you know, honestly, this is, you're missing out on a top prospect. Oh, yeah? You know, like, I was president of my frat in college and won... Uh, national chapter of the year. So oh, coming out of college, I thought like, I'm like a hot prospect. <laughs> and like the Freemasons never came. Like I've had some conversations now mm. late in the game, but I thought it'd be like right out of college. Listen, I'm a leader. I could, I could start a cult. God, can you stop with the cult? I didn't say this was a cult. I said <laughs> I could start a cult. This one's already started. <laughs> Reverend Tim, Pastor Tim, whatever. He's got his thing going here. A cult would involve, like, something other than Jesus. You realize that? You can involve whatever you want. It's your cult. You start it <laughs> on whatever you want. We are Bible only. Like, that's it. Because you choose to be Bible only. Maybe you add some things to it. You know, Scientology. No. Yeah, don't. LRH, he started his own thing. Well, that's all we got for you this week. <laughs> if you thought this I, was weird. I do have a question for you. Okay. You always say that you would, uh, you would start a cult. Yeah. Right? So what, what I'd love would, to. What would be your cult? Like what would be like the Like what would it be value? based like on? What, yes. Oh, what it would, would be something JK's like what would cult be? Oh, it would just be something on the idea that like you can achieve like whatever you want to achieve through like your own power and like faith or something. Like that's how I sucker you in. Oh, God. Okay. You gotta base it on like a 
like that. I mean, we're starting a cult here. Like it's, it's suckering in. That's what we're trying to do. Like, how do I get people in? Sure. Then I attack their purse strings. And then if they get out of hand, they'll be doing yard work. You know, whatever the punishments are. Listen, if you thought this week was weird, tune in next week. I've got Joe Randazzo. He's a librarian. And I think books are stupid. We'll see you at the parade. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.